Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is February 11th, 2015. Today, our special guest is Dr. Anthony Britton. He's going to answer quite a few questions that that I know I'll have today about optimum health. He's um, a graduate from the Doctorate of Chiropractic Program at the Southern California University of Health Sciences in Whittier. And um, he's educated in both the diagnostic and the practical clinical skills of chiropractic. He also holds a diploma from the Rehabilitation Assistant Diploma Program from a university in North Vancouver. His rehabilitation background has given him not only community outpatient experience, but actual hospital experience, including acute neural rehab, spinal cord injury, intensive care, and discharge planning. So I'm really, really happy to have him on our show today. Hello there. How are you, Dr. Britton? Hello. I am quite well. And yourself? Wonderful. I'd like to start my shows out by asking my guest, how did you get on the path that you're on today? Well, the way that I got on the path to uh, to becoming a, a healthcare professional, chiropractic in, in, in particular, is that... Uh, my own experiences as as a youth, um, I had a number of issues, Osgood Schlatter's uh, disease in my knees and things like that. I was getting uh, serious tendonitis, and I was an athlete. So for me, it was really important uh, to my own identity that I'd be able to do those things, and I wanted to be able to do them pain-free. Um, so for me... I tried a great many things. Uh, my family doctor would recommend, you know, certain pain medications. But after a while, you know, you're a child. You don't want to be taking pain medications uh, as, mm-hmm. for too long as a child. Um, and then we tried some physical therapy. And uh, the physical therapy, while it was uh, it was somewhat effective at uh, relieving my symptoms, uh, but it uh, everything would return, and it wasn't able to address some of the underlying issues. And some of those underlying issues were that the actual structural makeup of of my knee uh, was a little bit out of alignment. It was out of it was out of balance, out of out of whack. Things weren't quite sitting in the right place. Maybe due to some growth spurts and whatnot. 
So I, ah. I eventually saw a chiropractor. I did not know what a chiropractor was, mm-hmm. and uh, neither did my mother. But you know, my doctor suggested, "Well, there's a chiropractor down the street, and these guys do great stuff, and you should go check it out." So I went. I checked it out, and uh, he adjusted my spine. He adjusted my pelvis. He adjusted my knees, my hips, my ankles. He restored balance to to my system. And uh, and I was I was sold right then and there. I was like, wow, this I, I was in agony um, for many many years, and oh. uh, in a very short time I had I had recovered. So for me, right there, that was my first experience. I think that was around in the early 80s, maybe 19, 1980, 81, 82, and uh, and so from that point, I was kind of sold. Uh, through the rest of my athletic career, I ran track, I played soccer. I was a high school all-star football player and uh, things like that. So I was always beating myself up pretty good. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. I, would go and, I would go and see my chiropractor. Dr. Fong was his name, and uh, and he would straighten me out and, and, <laughs> and keep me going. Yeah, I did, um, I did the same thing for my son when he was in, in uh, junior high and high school athletics. He had a chiropractor as well. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely a sorry. It's uh, it's definitely a it's a good piece to the healthcare to the healthcare puzzle uh, that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people often overlook. And what's interesting about you is that with all the athletics that that you played, and considering you had these early childhood issues. Then you went on to become an MMA fighter. I did, I did, in fact. Um, and that would, uh, I don't know if uh, your listeners are familiar with sort of the training practices involved in that, but uh, MMA basically no. entails a combination of of boxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai kickboxing, and, and various other martial arts. So I would study these martial arts, and I would train... Um, I mean, in the in the early stages, boy, I'd say at least six hours a day, and then later on, when I became a professional, I would I would train even more than that because strength and conditioning, and guys were getting stronger and fitter, and it became it became much more grueling. Mm-hmm. So uh, throughout that whole process, I was able to, you know, again keep myself healthy, uh, keep myself in good alignment. When, when the system is is in good alignment, there's a lot of evidence to show that uh, 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 a great deal of injuries come as a result, actually, from movement dysfunction, and that movement mm-hmm. dysfunction comes from previous injuries. So if mm-hmm. if you have an injury, it's like a it seems kind of an oxymoron, but it is a huge predictor of future injury. Uh, you're seeing a whole movement with the like functional movement screening, the FMS stuff that a lot of physical therapists are are employing these days and even um, athletic trainers and kinesiologists, they've become very knowledgeable. This, the whole FMS system is is a tremendous way to, to detect uh, movement dysfunctions. And, and it's that, it's that playing through the pain mentality instead of taking a step back, reducing your actual loaded activities, making sure you correct your movement patterns, whether that's through an adjustment or through some exercise prescription, or corrective exercises, 
and then reloading yourself, getting back up to your to your full workout. If you if you do that right, you're only looking at maybe a few days or a week of of a rehab type of thing instead of instead of punishing yourself, getting to another injury event and then mm-hmm. losing several weeks. So, you've had your own chiropractic. Um, business for how long? I've been practicing in uh, in Arcadia in the San Gabriel Valley here in Southern California for the last uh, two years. Uh, I actually began I began under under the supervision of another doctor uh, while I was mm-hmm. still and while I was still an intern um, at the university. And uh, in that, I just I kept I kept meeting people. I kept meeting injured athletes, uh, injured weekend warriors, gym goers. I would meet uh, all sorts of different athletes, like badminton players, uh, professional fighters. And, um, and and so through that, I ended up having all these people coming to see me uh, sort of constantly that when it came time to graduate and think about, well, where should I go? It was like, well, I'm not going to go anywhere. So <laughs> I just opened my practice in the exact same place and, I was like, okay, well, I'll keep serving this community because these are the people that need me uh, the most right now. Oh, that's great. It really is. So let's talk a little bit about um, how how chiropractic uh, contributes to having optimum health. Obviously, when your uh, when your whole body is correctly aligned, everything flows. But there must be other elements as well that you're finding. Well, that's true. I mean, if you look at everything, I mean, everything is a, it's a, not to get too metaphysical, but I mean, everything is a manifestation of thought. Every, every move that we make our entire life is a manifestation of either conscious or unconscious thought. And the way that's communicated mm-hmm. in, in, in the physical realm is, of course, through uh, through both uh, chemical signals, which it would be like mm-hmm. uh, you know your your adrenals and things like that, and then you're mm-hmm. going to have your actual nerve impulse signals, which is going to be your central and peripheral nervous system. So when you look at it that way, it's 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 almost like a switchboard. It's like you know we take for granted that I just uh, I just picked up my iPhone and uh, punched in you know, 10 numbers with a one in front of them, and now I'm talking to you on this marvelous program of yours. <laughs> but if we think about it, we know that, that we know that, that, that the signal that I sent is going through an entire network, and if anything were wrong, the call would drop or mm-hmm, I would cut out mm-hmm. or start sounding choppy and <laughs> and things like that. Um, you're, you're, your body has a switchboard as well, and uh, all your nerves are running in and out of out of the spinal cord, which is mm-hmm, protected by mm-hmm. your spine. And it's great if the spine is doing its job and, and, and protecting you, but if something's gone wrong with either through trauma or through uh, uh, posture, um, and just the effects of gravity and, and lifestyle over time can cause little impingements that are going to cause some of the nerves not to be not to be functioning optimally. 
And here's what people hmm. get it, people get it confused a little bit. I think I think a lot of times you'll see your chiropractor and your chiropractor doesn't want to we, we tend to what we call normalize our speech a lot more than 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 uh, medical doctors typically. And so the chiropractor doesn't want to doesn't want to blitz you with their knowledge of, of neurology. <laughs> and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you oversimplify and you hear them say well, you know, this bone is out of place and it's pinching down on a nerve. And and, and that's really not exactly, that's not exactly the, the, the truth there. When when you have a slight impingement or you've got a, what we call a subluxation and you've got a, you've got a misalignment, there can be a reduction of nerve function. I uh, an example I like to use is, is particularly here in southern California is uh if one of the lanes of uh, one of our notoriously uh, <laughs> efficient uh, freeway systems were to be shut down or even partially blocked for a little while, that's going to create other problems. So we we know and science tells us that there's a lot of different things we're supposed to be sensing everywhere. Every joint has proprioceptors around it, every Every muscle and organ have have chemo receptors around them, so there's there's more information than just than just hot and cold and pain that's going on. There's position sense. There's how much tension is on this muscle. All these different levels of sensation. Now, if we have a little bit of um, a little bit of blockage there, all that has to happen is that the motion sensors aren't working right, and that we're not getting a very good sense of. Uh, of proprioception. So when we don't have very good proprioception, I don't know if you've ever stood on a BOSU ball or a dyno disc or anything like that. Maybe in the gym, your listeners have, have tried standing on one of those half balls. And, mm-hmm, and why is it hard mm-hmm. to stand on the half ball? It's hard to stand on the half ball because you have reduced proprioception. You don't exactly know where your joints are. You're mimicking that effect on purpose because you know you're going to get more muscles firing. And your muscles fire mm-hmm. and they get really sore. And the same thing can happen in the spine. You have reduced movement, so you have reduced proprioception going on. You have an increased uh, uh, muscle activity to try and guard against that. And uh, muscles begin to fire when they don't really have to fire because they're just, they're just doing that just in case to be helpful, to cause mm-hmm. stability. And over time, that muscle that's firing uh, begins to get painful. With that pain comes an inflammatory response from the body. The body says, mm-hmm. well, what's going on here? We need to take care of that. We better bring some swelling because we need nutrients. All chemical processes take place um, in an aqueous solution in the human body, in, in, in water and fluids, in synovial fluid, and in your bloodstream, and, and and in pus and lymph and things like that. So there's always going to be an inflammatory process wherever wherever there's damage, the body wants to repair itself. And it's that inflammatory process, ultimately, that is going to cause further nerve compression. And uh, and so you see there's like a little, it's like a little snowball going on there. And you can clear that snowball up by opening up that lane, and guess what? Traffic can flow again. Hmm, interesting. It's really interesting because a lot of people have reoccurring injuries. So they they feel better over a period of time because they usually just stop doing that particular activity. You raise a really interesting point, and, then, and this is something I always uh-huh. 
I always talk yeah, to my ahead. patients about, especially when I have like uh, I have like the jujitsu people or the kickboxers. And you know what happens when you tell a jujitsu a jujitsu player or a kickboxer that uh, they're going to have to stop kickboxing and doing jujitsu for a week or a month? <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> That's uh, yes. You just lost a patient right there. They're <laughs> they're not interested in hearing that opinion. And I tell uh-huh. you, I don't, I don't. I don't usually tell them just to rest because if they just rest, how do they know what I did was effective versus maybe it was just the rest? I can give them an adjustment and say, go rest for you know, for a week and do nothing. And they say, well, oh, yes, the doctor was magical. Well, we don't know that for sure because you weren't doing your activities. So I, will, uh, I like to adjust people. I like to prescribe exercise and adjustments. I like them to maintain their their regular activities, perhaps with a modification or slightly scaled down, so they're not. It depends on how 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 critical their their mm-hmm. injury might be. But I like them to basically keep on doing what they're doing, and my patients are getting better doing what they're doing. Seeing me, they understand that it's because of you know it, their body's healing because I'm putting in in the right positions and we're balancing out. The, the musculature and uh, and they're seeing good results and they're believing because I didn't just tell them the rest. Interesting, really interesting. It's um, I'd say that the human body is always always a work in progress. <laughs> it is. We have a we have a thing in um, chiropractic philosophy where, you know, not everybody. It's not as popular as it once was. Um, I think people sort of see some mysticism in it. But if you understand that, you know, you have a thing called the universal forces we refer to, that's that's everything like um, heat, uh, dissipation, osmosis, gravity. You have all these, all these things that are trying to tear apart structure. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, ultimately the universal forces win and, and, our, and our bodies can't maintain forever. It takes energy and input and food and oxygen and water and all these things and proper DNA coding, which is our plan. That's what we in chiropractic call an innate intelligence. It's it's the actual code, the intelligent code that says, well, you are a blood cell. You're supposed to do this. You are a nerve cell. You're supposed to do this. And uh, and it takes a constant input of energy uh, to to keep you from ultimately turning into dust, which we all do eventually. But uh, mm-hmm. we want to have as good a run as we can while we're while we're here. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the truth? I think there's way too many people that are you know that are suffering from one ailment or another, and um, you know pain is is and especially chronic pain is so um, debilitating, and it affects you know the. Um, you know, your entire world, basically. What is your schooling like? What is the schooling like? The schooling What was is, your schooling? Uh, what would, no, what was your schooling like, you know, to get through chiropractic? Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty intense schooling. Um, it's, uh, very similar to if you were to be going to, say, like a medical school, um, a lot of people, I think, uh, mistakenly assume that uh, 
no offense to any massage therapists or anything, but they, I think they assume the chiropractic is, is really similar to massage, like that you, know, you go to school mm-hmm. for a couple months or something. Oh, I wish that was true. Oh, that would be, <laughs> that would have been great. <sighs> but uh, we have to have, uh, you know, you have to have a significant number of years of university um, with certain prerequisites in science in order to uh, to be accepted into any chiropractic college uh, whatsoever. The, so uh-huh. you can have a number of humanities and things like that, but you have to have you have to have physics, you have to have some algebra, you have to have uh, your chemistry, you have to have organic chemistry or biochemistry or both, and uh, you have to have anatomy and physiology. And then when you get there, you you start learning upper upper Division. upper level um, anatomy and, and and things like that. That's uh, that are all very, very important for you to really understand how this stuff all fits together in mm-hmm. uh, in creating creating healthy patients. So is it like four years of schooling? Well, it kind of depends. It, de- <laughs> it depends a bit on, uh, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, it depends on what kind of a student you are. Okay. There is a... Uh, there is a there is a pathway. Now the pathway that that I did and and a great many of my contemporaries did is uh, really like a three years and four months uh, pathway. That's a long now a ac- long time academically. Yeah, it's it's a long time calendar wise. But also, if you want to look at how many units we do per term in a chiropractic school, not to scare anybody off if they're thinking if anybody out there is thinking about going to chiropractic mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. I don't want to frighten them, but if you look at your average, say, university education and undergraduate, you might do, you know, if you're on a semester system, you're going to do maybe 15 units one semester and then 15 units another semester, and then you get a nice summer off and get ready, get your energy mm-hmm. recharged and, and do it again. So you've done 30 mm-hmm. units that year, and you probably complained about it the whole time about you were working very hard, <laughs> and you were. Sure. Whereas in chiropractic school, we will do a trimester system uh, with really very, very short breaks between. Uh, we get no summer off, and you do 30 units per term. So you do that wow. entire year's worth of university work every single four months um, for, you know, for 10 terms. But there is a pathway where if somebody's having a little bit of a hard time or something like that, they'll slow you down and they'll... Mm-hmm. So they'll put you well, on like a twelve-term pathway or something like that. That is a lot. That really is. I it is that. a lot. It is a lot, and I, you know, I would, I would love to come back and even discuss just the education system. There's some things that are, you know, that are good about that. They want the toughest mm-hmm. of the tough who can make the hard decisions and 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 do it quickly and be confident, but. I, there is something to be said for. I think there's a lot of people that that I knew that I went to school with for a brief period of time that I think would have turned into good. I think they would have turned into good chiropractors eventually, just but mm-hmm. not at that rate. They just, mm-hmm. you know, and the laws are set up to protect the public, which of course is the ultimate concern. You want to protect the public, but um, you know, I I think there were a great a great number of people that I've met in my life that that would have been good healers in some capacity that mm-hmm. we're not maybe cut out for that amount of uh, of work. Jeez. Well, I had I had no idea that it was it was that intense. 
I would think yeah. that you know I would think that your your business um, will probably grow quite a bit in the years to come, just because from because of the place from which you have come from, because you understand both sides. You understand it from um, a practicing athlete as well as now the doctoring aspect of it. Well, I tell you, there's a lot of athletes that um, that are beginning to have. You know, they they want you to understand what what they're going through, um, mm-hmm. and I think people want that with with any physician, even even with seniors that I talk to. It's, if you don't have a perspective, if you can't relate to to the seniors. Now, I haven't, I've never been 80 years old, but I have done enough in my undergraduate and uh, working in long long-term health care facilities and and residential care facilities that I'm very familiar with with the geriatric population what they go through and I'm, I'm very sensitive to it so I you know I, I mm-hmm. treat them very differently I think with any population you're you're just looking for the public's looking for for a partner they're not looking to just be told what to do by the man in the white coat or the woman in the white coat on high looking barely looking over at them from their from their clipboard and their notes and saying, well, take this pill or have this operation or do this thing because I say so and that's it. I think mm-hmm. people are becoming more informed. They've got, you know, they've got their WebMD, they've got blogs, they've got all kinds of stuff. They are researching what they think is wrong with them. And and if mm-hmm. what you're saying um, if, if, if what you're saying is not well thought out and, and well planned, I think a lot of people are detecting that and becoming dissatisfied these days. So I, I like it. It's keeping me on my toes, um, and I, I work I work with all my patients like mm-hmm. like a partner. Like I'm I'm an I'm another coach. I mean, for some of them, mm-hmm. I am their coach. But <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, well, you know the our medical system is evolving. And um, I see it going in the direction of more preventative care uh, than ever before. And that's where you end up with your integrated health practitioners. That's why I see your business growing out of result of that as well. Well, I see there's, um, there's definitely a lot more of a movement um, of cooperation between between different practitioners, between medical doctors, uh, orthopedic surgeons, chiropractors, physical therapists, occupational therapists, acupuncturists. Um, mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot more mutual respect. I, I'm beginning to see a lot of a lot of people that I deal with, anyways, um, are, are really appreciative. Not always understanding, you know. Mm-hmm. I myself. I don't fully understand acupuncture. I don't pretend to fully understand acupuncture. I was having this discussion earlier today with a massage therapist. We were just talking about, you know, how how that works. And, you know, if an acupuncturist is speaking, they use certain terminology that, that chiropractic is, is is very Western medical in its, in its schooling and terminology. And so if someone is talking about, you know, chi and wind and, and meridian and whatnot. That's that. Yes, that that can <laughs> that can at first sound ridiculous because it's unfamiliar. 
The same way uh-huh. that if the chiropractor uh-huh. starts talking about subluxations and innate intelligence and this and that, um, if you haven't translated that into terms that they can understand, like homeostasis and things like that, um, then an MD might think that you're talking nonsense. And, and conversely, mm-hmm. certain things MDs might might think of or, or you know, cards that they might pull out from their bag of tricks, they might pull out too early, um, seem completely ludicrous sometimes. But if if you can approach from a, from a position of, of mutual respect and a viewpoint that the patient is ultimately what matters the most, what is best for my patient? Then I will, I will sometimes say, you know, I have seen this acupuncturist have great success with the reduction of heel spurs. I chiropractically do not have a trick for taking a heel spur off. And mm-hmm. surgeries for that sort of thing are not particularly successful because the bone will undergo further stress and that will cause a new heel spur to grow right back where the old one was. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when I, when I found an acupuncturist that, that, was, that was skilled and, and getting results, I don't know how he gets the results. And I don't promise my patient, but I'll say I know, I know people mm-hmm. have seen this guy and I know what he's done mm-hmm. and this is what he's accomplished and this is how happy they are and I know him and I trust him. And you should see him too. And then vice versa, the same thing will happen. Someone might not understand exactly what I do, but they've seen my patients get better. So they'll say, well, see this Dr. Britton guy. I'm pretty sure he knows what he's talking about. This Dr. uh, Britton guy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) What athletes do do you work with the most? What athletes do I work with the most? Um... Well, I tell you, I um, as much as as much as I love being a doctor, I still have a great love for the martial arts. And mm-hmm. even though it drives my wife a little bit crazy, I still teach martial arts at the uh, UFC gym here in Los Angeles. And oh, how nice. so uh, I I see a lot of martial arts um, athletes, but uh, I also get a lot of recreational fitness people. People that lift weights, do CrossFit, mm-hmm. people that run and swim, um, but uh, heavily the martial arts, kickboxing, boxing, jiu-jitsu, and wrestling is 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 who I'm seeing. It's your love. It's your love. Yep. Well, I uh, never going to be able to break free of that. I don't think. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I mean, you know, you've been doing it most of your life, so. It's kind of ingrained in yeah. you. Well, now, are you for me are you from an Are you from Canada? Are you from Canada? I uh, I lived in Canada for quite a long time. I uh, lived in Canada from the from about the age of oh five to thirty five. So I spent oh. a good thirty years in most Canada. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of my life uh, was spent up there, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Nice. <laughs> On the West Coast. Really nice. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. How do you it's find... It's a little bit um, rainier than here. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> and, like, we haven't even had a winter. I can't even remember us having a winter this year, last year, whenever. <laughs> how, um, how do you... 
you're in a good position to be able to compare the Canadian health care system to the American one. What are your thoughts on it? Well, without getting political, <laughs> I know there's yeah, I know. a there's a great distrust of uh, of of any sort of single system. Um, single payer. But I tell yeah. you, in, yeah, uh, it's definitely there's definitely some there's, there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to any system. Uh, yeah. The the benefit to society in that you don't have to worry about. I mean, you have to worry about your health, but you're not going to have a surgery that is going to bankrupt you and make you lose your home. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So you do not have to be fearful in that way. Now, of course, it gets thrown around way too often that the healthcare system in Canada is free. It's not free. Um, no, nothing, it's not. Nothing is, nothing is ultimately free. I mean, the police are not free, and the army is not free, and and mm-hmm. and your mail is not free. There's there's taxes. Taxes are paid by the people, and, and they go towards that thing. And then there's also a small monthly fee that that you pay if you are in the strata of society sure. that can afford to pay. Then then you're yeah. paying, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, and it's different. Dollars. Or... And it, yeah, and, I, and as I understand in Canada, it's different um, according to what providence you live in, province, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, there's, there's different. Well. Each, each province has its own health authority, so it's, mm-hmm. it would be like the state having its own its own health authority, which I think people mm-hmm. down here would digest probably a little bit better um, if, if they were looking at it in in those terms. But um, as far as the quality goes, the one knock that you would that you would have is that uh, in Canada there is there's no mechanism for a wealthier person to be able to enact a higher standard of health care. So while it mm-hmm. is great and everyone's got it, there there's no there's no way to really skip the line and say, well I need my MRI right now. <laughs> or I need my surgery yeah. right now. It is it is there's still a line that forms and, yeah, there, and so there, once there in a while is. you might have to wait. Well, a lot of the them, if they, a lot of them, if they do have the financial means, they come to the states for treatments. Exactly. Um, That's that would be my criticism of when people say, "Well, we don't want a, a two-tiered health system in in Canada," and I would argue, "Well, you you have one, of course, because the rich can go where they want when they want and get mm-hmm. what they want. That's the whole. Mm-hmm. That's 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 one of the the reasons why many people will." will have that drive to, to become successful so they can provide themselves with the things they need. So if they need to come to the United States, if they want to go to, uh, you know, the, the best cardiologist in North America or something like that, well, then mm-hmm. they're going to go there. And you can't stop mm-hmm. them. If they want to go to Mexico and, yeah. you know, and have, you know, and have that surgery a lot faster than if, than if they, uh, than if they stayed domestically, then they're going to do that, and there's no way to stop that happening. So, you know, it's one of those things where they're very there's there's a lot of fear in Canada about about the healthcare system uh, with private surgery centers. They're just starting to get some private surgery centers, and there was there was a lot of there was a lot of resistance to that. Almost as much resistance as you've seen down here to to the mandated healthcare system that's uh, 
that we're now mm-hmm. that we're now a part mm-hmm. of. Yeah, it's, it is. It's very complex, very complex situation. I have a really good friend. She's Canadian, but she's lived here all her life, and she's a citizen here. But her family is still back in Canada, so I hear all the stories of what her family, um, you know, all the rules and regulations and the waiting lines and everything else up in Canada. And, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of lines, but um, they they wait think, a long time for tests. They really do. Yeah, they they definitely do. Uh, they also there's different guidelines like certain tests, which down here might seem like oh well automatically you're gonna you're gonna have an MRI and a CT and this and that and you know they won't just jump to those conclusions. They're like well no you know no. if this there's a flow chart if this is a condition. Then yes, you can go for this type of imaging, and it uh-huh. doesn't take this long. If someone's having a stroke, right. obviously they're not waiting for. No. They're not waiting. They're not waiting for imaging. They get fast tracked. Um, but uh, right. if if it's something that's not life threatening, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be waiting, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Bit. If you have um, like we were talking about, you know, knee knees earlier. If you have an uh, an issue with your knee, you're gonna wait a long time. Have that resolved. <laughs> you are going to wait a long time, but I can a say that it, it'll time. be done. It'll be done really well, and the rehab will be done well, and the and you'll have mm-hmm. outpatient services, and you'll have mobility aids, and you'll have gait retraining, and uh, and and everything will yeah, be that you, everything will be a lot you don't more necessarily, successful. Yeah, that you don't necessarily get here, you know. Yeah, yeah, here you know your true. insurance might say, "Well, we'll cover the surgery." A lot of times, insurance companies uh, in America will cover large, dramatic surgeries, but not cover um, preventative things. But uh, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of them, some of them are catching on. I'm I'm starting to see some really, some really oh, intelligent things. You're seeing stuff with like Kaiser. Um, in certain Kaisers, they're, they're having yoga classes because they know that they're their patients are, are taking yoga, that their health oh. is going to be dramatically improved and it's going to save them money and things like that. So that's, I'm starting to see little, to <laughs> yeah, there's little outpoachings of really, really intelligent stuff, huh? um, well, ideas. Well, they're looking well, Kaiser, at dollars ultimately. Well, I mean, Kaiser's your, Kaiser's your, um, your model of what the Affordable Care Act, you know, wants to, wants to see out there. So they've been at it a whole lot longer. So that's nice to hear yeah. that they're kind of going going that direction. Huh. Well, it's interesting. You know, they always say like, follow the money. And if you follow, you know, you, if you follow the money, mm-hmm. one of the things that that causes the, the the greatest impact on the cost of healthcare is really malpractice. Yeah. You know, and uh, and yes. and and we in the chiropractic field, if you you look at if you want to follow the money. You look and see. Well, what does what does our malpractice cost? You can go and you can you can, you could price shop that at uh, NCMIC or any of the other um, malpractice uh, 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 big wigs in chiropractic, and you'll see that a chiropractor is paying um, about twelve hundred dollars a year for their malpractice, whereas an MD uh, who hears that is probably thinking, "Wow, I should become a chiropractor." Because their malpractice is, you know, like m- many people's, you know, living wage for a year mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. would be would be an MD's malpractice. 
So, of course, you know, all that money is ultimately going to be passed on to somebody, and that's going to be the insurance companies who are then going to pass that on to the to the consumer. Wow. Well, I've really enjoyed our our conversation, and I'm sure our listeners have too. Um, listeners, we've been talking with Dr. Anthony Britton. Uh, is do you have a website that you'd like to share with with our listeners? Um, a, a means of um, getting in contact with you if they'd like to come into your practice. Certainly, go ahead uh, and share that. They can they can get a hold of me at BrittonChiropractic.com. That's B R I. T-T-O-N, chiropractic.com. Great, great. Well, thank you again for joining us. I wish you well with your practice and all your clients that, that come in to see you. I'm sure that they'll, that everyone is practicing on optimum health, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for having me on, and uh, you keep up the good work with your program. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're very welcome. Thanks. All right, listeners. um, We're going to have another great show next Wednesday. Same time, same place. So please join us. If you weren't able to hear our entire broadcast today, you will find it as a podcast on iTunes as well as on blogtalkradio.com under Health Media Now. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye for now. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer, Now What? Listeners, I'd like to remind you that this radio show is not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional of your choice, and it's also not intended as medical advice. We're sharing knowledge and information with our guest and the experience of Denise and her community. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your qualified healthcare professional. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration.